It's time for Arizona to make the move, but what move should that be? Mike and John Schuster will be talking about that coming up. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I wanted to participate in the theme song. Fantastic. Thank Thank you very much. Thanks for keeping a locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, with John Schuster over there. All right, Shu. The hot rumors out there are that Arizona, ASU, and the Mountain Schools are going to make a move to try to get into the Big 12. I love the idea of trying to get into the Big 12. Um, I think you're a little bit more skeptical of it. I totally get it. We're going to debate that back and forth. But what it would mean for Arizona going forward is this, in my opinion. First, the the only the only drawback with the Big 12, obviously, is that you worry that it gets swallowed up as well, you know, later on. Totally get that. But I think that it would provide a certain amount of stability for Arizona, at least in the near future, certainly more so than the Pac-12 is giving you right now. And there's name brands in there as well that I think are difficult to uh, get, uh, get difficult to get past. We're going to break it all down right here. But what are your initial thoughts on Arizona to the Big 12? Uh, I'm, I'm, it's not my favorite move, but I'm okay with it. Uh, Mm. I, and, and you and I have talked on a number of occasions, I think on the locked on platform, maybe even as far back as a year ago about how something like that with the, uh, would be a juggernaut men's basketball conference. Right. That would be a lot of really good teams in that group. Uh, you know, you have a, 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 a blue blood in Kansas, you have a team in Baylor that's been a number one seed and a national, and won a national title uh, once out of the last three years. Right. Uh, you have Arizona, which is a recognizable brand, and uh, you know possibly even if you wanted to swoop up to the Northwest and bring Oregon into the fold, uh, they would be um, obviously uh, very valuable from a basketball standpoint as well. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent in those two conferences when it comes to men's basketball, but is men's basketball enough to counter? Uh, NCAA football from a money standpoint, probably not, but it it becomes a very interesting discussion where you and I perhaps differ a little bit uh, is the that I'm not convinced the traditional conference model is going to survive. So Mm. to me, that the Big 12 is currently, quote unquote, on better footing than the Pac-12 is, I think is up for absolute debate, Uh, especially if looking ahead. And these are reports, so maybe they're accurate, maybe they're not. There have been discussions that ESPN and Fox, the two major players in college athletics, are uh, who have cut, who who look like they're going to cut contracts with the with the SEC and the Big Ten, may not have much of an interest discussing terms with the Big Twelve or the Pac twelve. And if that's the case, then both conferences are in trouble from a traditional television model. So being in the looking for stability in the Big 12 might be slightly better in the short term, right. but I'm not sure how much that helps you three to five years from now. Uh, so so keep in mind, a year ago when we were having discussions like this, it's because the Big 12 lost Texas and Oklahoma, which right. were their foundational members. 
So the Pac-12 now is going through what the Big 12 went through a year ago. That's bad for both conferences. They are, they, they are both generally not on stable footing. So my preference in this regard if era is, is not so much that the mountain portion of what is, what is now, you know, the four teams remaining ultimately in, in I guess, the Pac-10 gets swallowed up by the Big 12, but that both of them, in essence, consolidate uh, to create a much larger conference and maybe include some teams, uh, some lingerers from the, uh, from the ACC, possibly from whatever the American conference is, two or three of the better teams from the Mountain West, and try to counter with a larger entity uh, that makes things a little bit more interesting. Because there are some intriguing teams out there, uh, especially in the ACC, who aren't being discussed here in terms of immediate consolidation into the SEC. So that would be my preference. I'm not – because – Again, I'm not convinced that the conference model as we know it and as we think of it is going to exist in five years. So why would you want to jump from one uncertain conference to another uncertain conference? Okay, I can get that. But here, let me let me make the uh, let me make the uh, counterpoint then. If let's just say and again, it's just rumors going around. But let's just say that it's the mountain schools and the Arizona schools that uh, that join there. You're instantly, and we're going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow when it comes to basketball. You instantly become the best basketball program or conference in the country. You have Arizona, Kansas, Baylor. You got three top ten programs right there. Then you've got, and that second tier, you've got Houston, which is a top, uh, going to be number again. It's not a top five program, but they're going to be three top five. Yeah. But they're really good. Yeah. West Virginia has multiple Final Fours in the last uh, fifteen years. Texas Tech was in the national title game, which it still feels weird to say, back in 2018. So basketball, you're really, really good. And in football, if you bring in Utah, you have you got Baylor, you got Baylor, which is essentially Oregon in football. I think that's fair to say at this point. Um, Baylor has three top ten finishes in football in the last six years, uh, and with three different coaches doing that as well. So it's a multi-coach school as well. Then you've got so then you've got you would have Utah a top what what's Utah top fifteen program top twenty sure. worst sure then yeah. Oklahoma State is a top twenty five entity Cincinnati is coming into the conference obviously their work speaks for itself the last three to four years you've got you've still got TCU you've still got excuse me um. Uh, now I'm drawing a total blank on another team. But football to me is every bit as good as the Pac-12 with basketball being a huge step up. I don't I, – I, it's not – well, why – okay. Why wouldn't the Pac-12 do the same thing and go after those teams in the Big 12? Because yeah. I don't think they have any interest in joining – that's the that's the difference, though. I don't – and again, I don't have any insight on this. I don't think they have any interest in joining the Pac-12. It, it, it does, it, go ahead. No, go. It doesn't seem like anybody really – when you look around the rumors – there's nothing, and maybe this is just an indication of how low people regard the, pick, the Pac-12, but you don't really, outside of maybe San Diego State, you don't really hear anybody talking about the Pac-12 picking up prominent schools. You hear about other conferences picking up prominent schools from the big or from the Pac-12. Well, now it's time for the Pac-12 to get aggressive, and and aggressive is one or two because let's let's look again. Let's go back because right right now we're living in Pac-12 shock mode. Okay, and right. we understand that you know when Bill Walton called the Pac-12 the Conference of Champions, it was a laughable joke. We get it, it and, and now it's even more so of a laughable joke because USC and UCLA clearly didn't believe it. 
you know, so so obviously in terms of their general body of work out of the power five conferences, the Pac-12 has not been represented particularly, has not represented itself particularly well. Okay, I get that. Um, But if you look last year, based on what the Big 12 added to try to make up the difference between Oklahoma and Texas, it just wasn't the same. None of those teams bring in that brand recognition. So when the Pac-12 brings in San Diego State and talks about Boise State as a possible option, you look at, yeah, okay, UNLV. I I think UNLV has a chance to be, oddly enough, even though their football program is a disaster, I think UNLV has an opportunity to be kind of a dark horse player in this because the Las Vegas market is growing so quickly. Uh, but you, you know, no, that's you're, not- you're familiar. Let me, let me ask you this. Let's take a quick break here because you're pretty familiar with the Las Vegas market. And I want to get, uh, I want to get your, get your take on this, but first let's talk about rock auto. There's not many times where I totally yield the floor to somebody else, but John Schuster has immense experience with rock auto besides being a fantastic place to get, car parts make the case as to why rock auto should be in everybody's vocab well uh you can get parts cheaper and you can get parts more conveniently and you can get parts online that's rockauto.com they've got pretty much every imaginable part there is i have used them on two separate occasions and then uh found uh mechanics who were willing to put those parts in and the last time i did this uh, a shop was going to charge me $1,100 for the part and about $1,400 for the repair. I found the part on Rock Auto for about $350. Bucks, uh, had it mailed to me, found a mechanic who was able to put it in, got out on that repair for $1,000 less. So that saved me about 67% uh, just by doing it that way. If you're a DIY person, then there's no other option uh, than Rock Auto. You're going to get great prices as far as uh, you're going to get great pro- competitive prices and convenience. And if you're able to do it yourself, that doesn't hurt either. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. All right. Let's talk about San Diego State and UNLV right there. First, UNLV, you mentioned that. Do you believe that there is a little bit of a I don't want to say a sleeping giant effect, but if UNLV was to join the Pac-12, what do you think about that, especially from a TV perspective, a market perspective, and a competitive perspective? I think the aspect of that, and you made the sleeping giant comparison, and and even though there may be a little wink, wink, nod, nod, ha, ha, ha in that, because we make that joke about ASU a lot, I think the way that the city dynamics are laid out is very similar. Vegas right now is about 20, 25 years behind what the, 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 the growth aspect that Phoenix was going through from, a, from, from an athletic standpoint. And in this regard, UNLV and ASU are very similar. Uh, they both had success in different sports, leveled off a little bit, and then professional sports came in and pushed them uh, to the back burner. Uh, and, and they've had difficult times being able to uh, succeed consistently since then uh vegas is a pro sports town however and they're incredibly supportive of being a pro sports town the golden knights are a big deal Mm -hmm. uh the raiders are a big deal they're making heavy plays for baseball expand they're at the top of uh either baseball moves or baseball expansion and it looks like the nba is on the fringe of uh looking seriously at vegas as well Vegas is a pro sports town, but there's still a love, a little bit of a love affair with UNLV. 
So if UNLV can get into a major sports conference as opposed to the Mountain West, uh, I, I think people in Vegas who are often sports fans uh, will look at that as something that they pay a lot more attention to than they ultimately are now. And as a result, they may be able to recruit a little better. I think Vegas becomes a very interesting market as a, uh, even compared to some of the other uh, potential television markets that are being discussed uh, in overall expansion with some of these other conferences. I would, even as wretched as UNLV is from a football standpoint and forgettable as they've been in basketball since Tarkanian left, I think there's very real potential that Vegas, is, that UNLV is a team that you could seriously consider uh, if you wanted to engage in massive expansion. Obviously, Boise State is in that conversation, and San Diego State is clearly in that conversation. And Sandy, and and now one of the things that you look back at, there, there was a lot of discussion 20 years ago, 25 years ago, quietly behind, with, with coaches yeah. and administrators behind the scenes when the Pac-10 or Pac-12 or whatever it ultimately was, was floating the possibility of San Diego State joining the conference. And they were afraid of San Diego State being a part of the equation because lots of people like to go to San Diego. Yeah. It's a great city. Lots of, and, and it's it, it's close in proximity. You can pluck a lot of players down from L.A. And uh, there was serious concern that San Diego State could be a competitive problem uh, for a lot of the foundational members in the Pac-12, and they pushed against that. Now you look back at that and you say, wow, that was a short-sighted decision. So – uh, was, Luke Olson, was, Luke, was Luke Olson one of the people that thought I that? Believe, I don't believe so. I think this was much more a California concern. Uh, okay. So, so uh, for uh, so the Bay Area schools and the uh, behind the scenes, as I understand it, take this for what it's worth. Maybe a lot of this is urban myth. Uh, the uh, Bay Area schools and uh, the the schools that are now leaving the conference wanted to land on the. Um, they're, they wanted to talk about the awesomeness of their academics uh, while Oregon State and Washington State were in their conference right. and ASU was in their conference. They wanted to talk about how San Diego State wasn't up to the academic standards of the Pac-12 and so right. therefore didn't belong in the Pac-12. We all knew it was a load of crap. Right. We, all know, we all knew that it was a load of crap based on concern that San Diego State could be really competitive. Uh, but now... That, that, that San Diego State isn't in the conference. If there's expansion, they're obviously at the top of the list, but maybe it's too late. All right, I'll tell you one thing, though. It's never too late with Built Bar. You look at San Diego State, it's a thriving metropolis, many strong people in there. And you watch these Utah teams. We've been talking about Utah quite a bit. When you watch Utah football, first thing you think is big, strong, physical. John Schuster, you mentioned at the time, is there any coincidence that Built Bar is based out of Utah? Zero. That is not a coincidence. That is reality. That is reality. And that is where we are, are right now with the Built Bar phenomenon. Get into Built Bar right now. John Schuster likes the blueberry. I like the blueberry as well. It tastes good. It's an easy pre-post-workout, whatever you want to get. We're coming back with you. And we're going to talk then about where we ultimately see this landing. Then tomorrow... We're going to talk about how fun it would be for Arizona to play basketball in another conference, perhaps. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Shu, we've talked about how 
what the uh, the future holds properly for Arizona, what it could hold for the conferences. Five years from now, where are we in college athletics? Where is Arizona situated in that prism? Uh, five years from now, Arizona is going to be part of a juggernaut conference that is not the Big Ten or the SEC. The Big Ten and the, or rather the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to consolidate. That is the, they're, 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 they're going to fight it in the early stages. They're going to try to hold their ground. They're going to try to, but, but eventually the two of them are going to come to the table, recognize that more is better for them. And they are going to create something like a, at least 24 uh, team conference that will be broken up into four categories of six teams each. And then, and then the winners of those when it comes to football are going to play in what amounts to being a final four. Uh, and then they're going to have their own championship and whether their own champion then plays against a final champion from the sec and big 10 uh, remains to be seen. But I think the direction that this is ultimately going to go is that there's going to be massive consolidation and the big 12 and the PAC 12, as we know it, uh, is not going to exist, but they're going to, well, well, they won't exist separately. They will, as all those bumper stickers say, coexist. Will the, will the, will, will the PAC 12 or PAC 12 tournament, will the NCAA tournament, will that remain uh, unaltered? Uh, do you mean in college basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, right. I I I think what most of what what's happening in most of this, and this is part part of the interesting dynamic. And again, it's so early; it's speculative. I'm just throwing crap out there like everybody else. Um, but but one but I think there's a very real chance that college football is going to be a different entity than the rest of college athletics. And that's why basically the Big Ten and the SEC is going to, in essence, play each other and say. We're the champions, and and there's going to have to be mass consolidation among the other schools that are left out of that conversation to try to say, no, we're pretty damn good, too. Football is a different entity. The rest of the sports, I think, are going to be under the relative auspices of the NCAA. Okay, now, will the national champion in college football, will it be wide, whoever wins it, and I realize this is probably a little bit of an oxymoron, Will it be? Will that champion be recognized universally as the champion the way that it is now? No, unless what I think there's going to be a window of, especially with my theory of mass consolidation, uh, is that there's going to be a lot of discussion at the end. Let's pick out a team. Uh, let's say Oregon, because I, I think this consolidate or Oklahoma State. They, let's go with Baylor. Baylor is the team that survives the big pack 24 and they advance through their, they, they win their portion of the league. They advance through their final four. They're the last team standing that wins that playoff. There are going to be a lot of people out there and a lot of sports reporters who have votes who are going to say, you know, was Alabama really the best team in the country that they, they, mm -hmm. they never played Baylor. So, so, so the conversation in a weird way is going to be a lot like it was before the nonsense effort to try <laughs> to create point. a national champion. Great point, for so, sure. so, so, so we're basically going to go back 40 years until we go forward. Somebody in this process is going to recognize there's a crap load of money to be made out there to have Baylor play Alabama to determine whatever some real quote unquote air quote champion is 
in college football. And, and, and that one-off game, I think, has the potential to make a lot of money. All right. We're going to be back with you tomorrow talking about what Arizona basketball would look like in the Big 12. For John Schuster and Mike Luke, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.